scream. Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. There's a there was a ghost eating a fire hydrant. I was like, what? And then when the kids saw it, it was like they was chasing after it. Like, mm, got to chase the ghost. The ghost started shooting out metal pellets like a fucking machine gun. I was like, oh shit. <sighs> A ghost that can shoot out metal. Mm -hmm. I was like, "That is bringing me." This is bringing me down. What? What? what, What's wrong with that? Bringing, bringing me down. I'm I'm as a ghost. As a. I'm. I hope you enjoy it. Like, genuinely, 100%. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I just, my expectations are very low, and I'm very scared, very scared that they're going to go, like, um, fucking what's-his-face, J.J. Abrams, and lean just so hard on the nostalgia that it's going to, like, hurt the story. I'm hoping for nostalgia. Because everyone's over here like Stranger Things. I'm like, I already seen I only see one season of Stranger Things. I don't see the I don't see the I don't see the connection besides uh Finn Wolfhart. That's about it. My brother over here going like they could have got the dude from Criminal Minds who played Reed, the Egon's uh grandson. I'm like I was like, you basically want adults. In this Ghostbuster movie, he was like, "Yeah, we adults in this movie. I don't want to see no fucking kids." I was like, uh, "Extreme Ghostbusters have teenagers," and he was like, "To this day, you only like Extreme Ghostbusters." And I was like, "Fuck." Was like, yeah, it's hard being a Ghostbusters fan because everybody has nitpicks. Like I, I, by this point, I'm still defending 2016. It's not that bad. It's, no, I it's, enjoyed the 2016 one. It's just my only grab with the 2016 one is only everyone was stupid <laughs> except for them. I'm like, and minus uh, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson was like, "Where's my car? Uh, uh no, where, where's my damn car?" Th- that is, that is, that is. I mean, like, if you do have a business. And we, we take said car and, and it gets destroyed in the big battle of New York and Ghostbusters. You have full right to be like, I ain't got that car insured, but 
that's one little scene um, in Ghostbusters. But I ju it just felt like, at least with the OG Ghostbusters, even in the cartoons, at least there was like at least maybe if you had like maybe one or two people like. Oh fuck! Um, Danny is Andy Garcia, right? Andy Garcia. There we go. Andy Gar. I was about to say Danny Garcia. I was like, who the fuck is Danny Garcia? Um, if you would have just had the mayor and his aide as the like the and Chris Hemsworth at the dumb himbro, and then you have the other and the aide and the um the mayor as the idiotic people, that would be fine. But when you have like everyone that the core group interact with, it was just like mean, spiteful. Well, goddamn. Never mind. I got the point. <laughs> mhm. Mm <laughs> oh shit! I think it's um safe to say. Welcome back to the Space Audio Collect the podcast. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm your uh, slow, slow thinking, just getting the but getting the joke host. Desi Desi is dead. Robson with. Um, one of the smartest people I know, Benita Lavaria. Oh, thank you. I try. Feel a little dumb today, but that's fine. Um, I don't have the sound bites on people, so I'll just go oof on myself. Mm -hmm. Just oof. Just imagine the uh, head, the palm to the forehead slap. Um, got that glimpse yes I will defend Ghostbusters 2016 uh, I am one of those people who said there's a Ghostbusters for everyone there's something for everyone and and you're gonna have dumb people out like oh yeah it's for the kids like yeah motherfucker it's for kids I was like since 2016 look at the amount of young women going into um, steam courses in high school and colleges like we're gonna get a lot more scientists in the, in the next few decades and like you, you're, and you still got these stupid ass fucking people out here not masking up. Like, you know what? I'm doing. I was gonna move today and stupid to tomorrow or to uh, for the DC fandom recording. But this one, I just have. I have to get it out. Today and stupid comes from this person is. Apparently, a known figure in Arizona. I, I don't know who the fuck they are. I'll ask Letty on the on our horror cast. But their name is Wendy Rogers. This is the first time we're name dropping a person in Today is Stupid. Wendy Rogers at Wendy Rogers AZ. On October 11th, she says, <clears throat> and you can clearly, it's like that cringe YouTube video of that woman who's like her favorite superhero, is Superman. And she was saying, with great power comes with great responsibility. You know, feel full well, that's Spider-Man's. That is the most cringiest. I don't know if it was on purpose or genuine. Or she pulled a Ron Burgundy and just read the prompter. <laughs> but I never want to see that video again. Don't say you like a Marvel character, the name drop Superman, then say the phrase from Spider-Man. Oh, Alright, back to this this person. Superman loves and they put Superman loves Lewis Lane. Period. 
Hollywood is trying to make Superman gay, and he is not. Just rename the new Superman so we can all know the difference and avoid seeing it. Um, this person did get thoroughly trashed on Twitter. It's Lois Lane, not Lewis. Um, I'm pretty sure if John Kent, Superman's son, wanted to, he would date. Well, no, 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 no. He's not going to date his cousin. That would be weird. But <laughs> for the context, Superman's son came out bisexual. And he's in a relationship with, um, I think the kid's name is James. I have not read the new issue yet. I need to read those collection of issues where Superman gives up his, Clark Kent gives up his title to his son, John. So Superman can go, so Clark can go somewhere else. All I know is Grant Morrison is taking over um, a Superman title and Superman's going to be going against uh, Mongol and helping free slaves in outer space. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what's going on. But, this mm-hmm. whole thing, like the whole quote-unquote backlash about it is just kind of, again, the importance of actually reading a story instead of just reading the headline and then getting upset about it. Because mm-hmm. um, everyone that was pissed off was just reading the clickbaity titles. Um, and then, of course, going up in arms because, oh, the fall of like our traditional home values. Um, but, I mean, obviously they're 100% okay with like interspecies romance with. Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Um, Harley Quinn and totally, totally fine with, um, yeah, sexy hookups like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Um, well, but yeah, it's just it's dumb, like it's just dumb bullshit to like hype up the old Republican base that just votes for these dumb shits. Um, yeah, so, it's, lesson learned, people. Don't be one of those just read the clickbaity headlines. Read the actual story before you freak out about something. And the issue is already out, and people are already out here. It's like, you're ruining my childhood. <laughs> There's um, a comedian. She has her own um, NBC talk show after Jimmy Kimball. F- oh, my fucking God. What's her? Oh, my God. I forgot her name. Um, she... She summed up all these people who say they ruined their childhood perfectly. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to say this my way. Because then when I find the clip, I will play it in its entirely on the DC episode. Because I don't care. Because this is true horror when people say, you ruined my childhood. Your childhood must really fucking sucked if you think something that's so minuscule is ruining you a full as an adult. Full ass Are adult. you talking about our Lord and Savior, Amber Ruffin, who is on Peacock? Thank you! And Thank she's you! She's from Seth Meyers. She's a writer on Seth Meyers and does bits with Seth Meyers. 
But yeah, she has her own show. I, I Amber Ruffin, and she's like, "Bitch, please." Thank you. I I did not follow Amber Ruffin until that clip. I like I I like bits and okay. clips. Bits and clips of okay. her. Can I can I explain myself right quick? No, I know. I'm just saying, like you you have to go to Seth Meyers his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Everybody who hasn't yet, please go there. He is, in my opinion, the best late night comedian out there right now. Um, but he has all these great bits with Amber Ruffin, like jokes Seth can't tell because he'll do a punchline or do a setup. And then Amber Ruffin, who is black woman, will do a punchline. And then he's got Jenny, who is uh, gay uh, Latina, will also do other punchlines that he can't say. But like he's got so much stuff with Amber, like her minute of fury or Amber says what? Like, oh, my God, just just go, just go. Just go there, follow it. It's fantastic. It's so good. And give Amber Ruffin all your love. Because she fucking deserves it. Okay. I did follow Amber Ruffin on Instagram after that. That whole entire one minute. What people deserve a talking to. Okay. I'm not going to spoil this right now. But all you need to do is just Google Amber Ruffin. Halloween costume 2020 and you're going to be like god damn it why have I not followed her sooner like okay. you're going to be very angry at yourself I'm always angry at myself so <laughs> just that's my secret power anywho <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's just, gr- grow the fuck up alright <laughs> I know I should be the last person talking with action figures and Legos in my room but still, it's just a fucking comic book. And what Amber Ruffer did say, representation matters. There is she. I'm, this is something I remember. There's gonna be a kid who's gonna read this new Superman comic book and go like, "Oh, there is someone who's a non-fictional character who is like me. Maybe they'll one day get to speak up and speak out." So, shut the fuck up. Let. Uh, let the younger generation have something and I like the new tagline that DC came up with Superman truth, justice, and a better tomorrow yes because the American way is bullshit my friends the American way can go suck it Um, but you know what time it is Mm. it's time for Benny's Shop of Horrors oh oh my god okay so I, this time around, I'm legit doing, like, my bad good movies. Like, these, like, I did a couple of bad good movies last time, but, like, these ones are some, like, real primo, like, very borderline, so bad it's good. One, I feel bad for adding on here because I think it is genuinely a good movie but it's like in that black exploitation mm-hmm. era so like those ones are always kind of borderline but they're just fun so like black we'll go ahead and yes um so this one's actually uh Ganjin Hess uh, which is a great vampire one um and it stars uh oh god why do they just blank on his name um but it's the uh, the dude that starred in um, Night of the Living Dead. 
Um. Ving Rhames? Uh, what? No. 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 Night, Night of the Living Dead. The first one. The OG one. Oh. Ving Rhames was in uh, Dawn of the Dead. Remake. Um. But no, what the fuck? Okay, now I gotta Google it because it's gonna bug. Way, Richard at me. way ahead of you. But anyway, he plays. Thank you. Uh, he plays like a professor, um, Dwayne like archaeologist. J- Dwayne Jones. There we go. Thank you, sir. Um, and uh, archaeology professor who uh, on a trip gets uh, cursed with uh, vampirism. Um, shenanigans ensue. Also kind of falls in love with one of his, um, I think, I can't remember if she was his girlfriend or, like, one of his, like, co-workers. It's been a while since I've seen it, so. But it's just, it's fun. It's great. It's, uh, make sure it's, like, the director's edition or, like, the read, I can't remember what it's called. But it's, like, unfortunately, one of those movies where, like, the studio, when they first released it, chopped it all up to hell and just kind of fucked it up. Um... But that's a good one. Uh, the People Under the Stairs is from the early 90s. It is a Wes Craven film. Um, and it's uh, about, um, surprisingly, a uh, very topical uh, conversation around gentrification. Um, but yeah, it's about these um, uh, terrible people that live in this like predominantly black neighborhood and um they're uh murderous psychos um and a a little kid gets uh sort of trapped in the in the house with him and his name is well his nickname's fool so um but it's just it's a lot of fun uh it's not Wes Craven's best but it's a good it's a good time and I think you guys should give it a go. There's mm. also Prom Night, which was, I believe, uh, Jamie, um, oh my god, why am I blinking on her name? From Halloween, help me. I told you I was going to be dumb tonight. Jamie Lee Curtis? Thank you. Um... Uh, one of her follow-ups to Halloween, and it was your basic um, dumb slasher movie, like teenagers getting killed right before prom night with like a shocking twist, yada yada. But the follow-up, Hello Mary Lou, prom night two, um, has fuck all to do with the first movie, but it's like batshit bonkers crazy and awesome. Like it's. I hesitate to recommend Prom Night because once you watch Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2, you're going to be like, why the fuck did I waste my time with Prom Night? I say Prom Night just because it's like just dumb slashery stuff. Like that was Jamie Lee Curtis, like her big like slasher queen phase. Uh, But Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 has such over the top theatrical kills because it's about um, Mary Lou, who was tragically uh, killed, and then she comes back as like a vengeful ghost that murders a bunch of people, and it's such a good fucking time. Like, 
just bonkers. Um, and to follow up that bonkers, I give you house and house two. Um, I think I heard of that. Yeah, there it's it's again like this one's very much sort of in vain with like Evil Dead one and two, where like the first movie was trying to be like a quasi serious horror movie and then they realized how ridiculous it was so then they just turned the ridiculous up to 10 for the sequel um and then my brain is blanking but you'll see like a baby um what's that dipshit's name on hbo um <laughs> jeremy piven you said a dipshit so <laughs> no the talk show host guy the comedian dennis miller not no, the other dipshit. God damn, there's a lot of dipshits on HBO. Bill um, Martin. There we go. Thank you. We don't call him a dipshit here. We call him a cunt. Sorry. Ooh, yeah. Um. Sorry for saying the term, but Bill Maher is a cunt. He is. Um, he's been in a lot of like great dumb 80s movies that I love, but he's always played like the dipshit, so I feel like it's... I have a bit of a pass to like watch him be dumb in these movies dc um, cab company is a good movie hmm? dc cab company is actually good with mr t and unfortunately bill maher oh, i don't think i've seen that one but i could watch it um i'm also throwing in another house movie and it's i think it's in japan it's like Hausu is how it's pronounced um but it's it is also a batshit crazy haunted house movie uh, about these girls that go to visit one of the girls like aunt or grandma can't remember his old family member um, and then the house slowly starts to murder them one by one mm -hmm. and it's like you just you just never know what's going to happen next so I felt like it, it followed through with like both the is American ones, House One and Two, um, and I just thought as like another random recommendation, I would throw that in there. Um, also, uh, a movie called Man's Best Friend, which I think was trying to capture like Cujo type fame about a killer dog, um, but this movie is single-handedly the reason why. To this day, I still want a Tibetan Mastiff as a dog. I've seen um, those motherfuckers. They're huge. Yeah. And I want it. Um, still want it. Uh, because Man's Best Friend is about um, a dog that has been, uh, we'll say enhanced, scientifically tested on. Uh, but one of the funniest fucking things is this dog is like super smart and finds out it's uh, it's pee is acidic and so he kills the guy by peeing on his face and it's fucking funny so fucking funny it's just <laughs> it's so fucking good like bad good again remind you these are like all borderline bad good movies um, but the cream of the crop the one oh, for sure. God damn it! I wish you had the fucking sound bites. Add the add the Macho Man cream of the crop. <laughs> oh dang it! Um, 
is Critters. Oh, I know Critters. This movie launched a movie series, um, one of which starred baby uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I think it was the third one. Um, but it's it's about tiny little murder fluff balls from space. Um, the first movie also has baby Billy Zane in it for like half a second before he is tragically murdered. Um, but also, Jesus. Uh, Lynn Shay uh, plays a uh, wonderful police secretary in that movie um and that most everyone will know lynn shay from uh the insidious series she was the psychic lady oh yeah i remember her yeah yeah um so she's in it playing a uh, like 1950s style um just fucking like police secretary it's fucking funny um, and that's going to end my list today of the bad good movies I... you should watch because these are just such a joy. Um, and as always, um, well, no, well, first time I did it, but my small recommendation for you all, 13 Ghosts, mm-hmm. I rewatched it. And the ninety, the nineties one, the the 90s version. Okay. It's, it is what we talked about. What? Like, I think last month, cause I, I, this basically I rewatched 13 ghosts twice in spans, uh, span within a month. Technically it's something about this movie that is so absurd and over top in terms of filmmaking. And then just the fact that this dude who's trying to become an immortal is such a dick using their own family. Like, it's the absurdity. And Matthew Lillard. And you know, Rod Digger takes the spot on this one. I'm, I'm, she's so far with Busta Rhymes, the only two rap people in history to not get killed in horror movies. Wait, no, three. L.O. Cool J and Halloween H2O. Uh, and in Deep his... Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. So, technically, L.O. Cool J, but, um, Busta Rhymes, and Rod Jagger. Oh, no, Ice Cube. Um, Carpenter's... Um, oh, my God. Uh, it's Mars. Is it something? the Mars? Yeah. Something Mars? Yep. I just remember. Um, oh my god, Jada Pinkett Smith, Demon Knight. We're going hip hop artists, but she's a metal. Oh. If we want to lump, if we want to lump in metalheads, Jada Pinkett. She's t- she she needs to bring her metal band back. All right, I say what you will. <laughs> Yo, she she fucking killed it. I watched it on YouTube. Her her set on Ozfest. She fucking killed it. Don't sleep on Jada Pickett. Okay. Oh, yeah! There we go. There we go. 
Oh, shit. I lost the cream of the crop. I, I made a sound bite. <laughs> I legit made the sound bite and it didn't save. You fucks me. Blurred. You fucked me. I finally get to use it now. Until I can find it. There we go. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> um, but um, thirteen goes. I, I really I I really did enjoy thirteen goes. Rewatching it now. House on Hunted Hill. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The remake with Tay Diggs and. Oh my god! Now I'm Blake Je- Jeffrey Rush. Great. Yep. That is Jeffrey on, Rush. Yep. That is on HBO Max. Femke Jensen. Jensen. Yep. And I don't know how to remember like her first name. Femke. Fem Femke. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just watch an X Men um trailer and they'll say her name. They will know how to yeah. pronounce it. Um. That's on HBO Max. I'm definitely going to watch it soon. Oh, yeah. I always forget to look at the scary movies they have on HBO. So, my recommendation to add on with with Benny's would be 13 Ghosts. Nice. Uh, Ghost of Mars. There we go. There we are. Ghost of Mars. And a little tidbit to Ghost of Mars. John Carpenter wanted uh, Kurt Russell to do the movie and it was going to actually be a Snake Plimskin movie. What? But since Kurt Russell said no, <laughs> they got Ice Cube instead. Hence how... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just imagining like that uh, John Carpenter had just like gotten really fucking baked, and then played uh, some Doom, and then was like, <laughs> you know what? I bet fucking Snake Plissken could go to Mars and fight some fucking baddies. Yeah, let's do that. Let's fucking do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, that's why Ice Cube is dressed the way the way he was in um, Ghost of Mars, and then the f- oh my god, all those John Carpenter action movie type of deaths like Pam Grier getting bopped off, Jason Statham. That was the first movie I ever saw Jason Statham in. Jason Statham was Ghost of Mars. Hmm. And he wanted to talk shit about comic book movies, and he was in good bad movies throughout the late nineties, early the early two thousands. Like, like, bruh, be quiet. Your best movie, Jason Statham, is The Italian Job. Okay, I'm surprised there's a Mark Wahlberg movie I actually like. Asshole, Mark Wahlberg and Jason Statham. I, I beef with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. If y'all want to know that, y'all have to find one of the 2020 episodes of the Giant Contraband Robot. <laughs> Pre-Benita. <laughs> figure it, you gotta figure it out. I forgot what beef I had with this dude. 
he don't even know. It just be like, eh. but um, recently within my watch, uh, thirteen ghosts. Oh, also that has been Benita's scare shop of horrors. Thank you for coming to my little shop. My little shop of horrors. I had to bring. I had to. That was. That's her sound. That's beneath the sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you walk into her video store. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You have a video store. People walk in. That is that is the ding dong. Is just the scream. Oh man. Uh, now that would get old really fast. Enough for me. <laughs> I probably do that. Uh, a little sound clip from um, Blazing Saddles where she's like, Bienvenue, welcome, come on in. I wonder if this is, I wonder if that sound bite is on this damn thing. Please. Not Blazing Saddles. Well, they do have the fart one. Hmm. But I'm not doing the. F- they even have the twenty dollar whore soundbite. No, no. Is that a ten gallon hat, or are you just enjoying the show? What was it? What was that fucking other Mel Brooks movie? Spaceballs. That- and there's a lot of other Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks movies. Doctor Frankenstein. That's Steinstein. I saw that for the first time. At Hollywood Forever, um, Cinepia, um, and uh, Cinepia, they have um, they f- show movies at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Always wanted to go to one of those. And first time seeing it, first of all, I was high as fuck <laughs> watching it, so I was laughing throughout the whole movie. And I watched it again, not high, and I still found it funny. Stick close to the candles. The styles can't be treacherous. I like their version of Igor. The um, oh my god, the dude with the fucked up eye. Mm-hmm. It's Igor. Igor, and just... that. Mm, Abby something. I literally was laughing. I knew that was the height of me being too high because I thought that was fucking funny. It's so it's so good. It's just fucking Gene Hackman. Damn it, they don't have it. Classic. Um, Next. (laughs) In my rewatch of uh, what was because I ended up stopping myself. I, the morbid curiosity in me, I went on YouTube to look at uh, PT. Because I know if you don't have um, uh, Hideo, Hideo Kojima's and Guillermo del Toro's, um, basically. Silent Hills. Teaser, which is called PT on your PS4, then boo hoo for you. But um, I got to watch it on YouTube. Man, just to think what would have came out of that. 
If, yeah. if, if Konami didn't fuck over Kojima. Because it was... Because yeah. it had all the right... For me, all the right blends of horror, but then a great mystery and intrigue. Because I was like, I'm very curious, like, how did Norman Reedus get <laughs> sent to this fucking, like, this place? Like, what would have been the start of this game? And honestly, I, I remember at the end of the, when they showed it um, at the end of the clip, like, just because this is what it is doesn't mean it's going to be this when the game comes out, but the game never came out. But just still, like, then going through, like, YouTube comments and then reading on Reddit what it would have came to be, but I'm still thinking, like, I would have liked more added on, like, maybe this was a detective finding out like what is wrong like why are all these men murdering their families in this town and this detective is stuck in this town until they can like uncover the mystery pretty much like the I thought it was funny because then plot twist it's like memento and he killed his wife but he can't admit it and he is cursed to forever live these same things over 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 again I wait no hold on let me go in my letterbox cause I'm like did I watch Memento <laughs> I'm like if, if I didn't watch Memento yeah. <laughs> I'd be says for like a 25 year old movie when did Memento come out Oh, right around mm-hmm. the Matrix. A uh, twenty-one-year-old movie. All right, let me go to my. Yes, I have watched Memento, and I wrote a review. Remember, you can go to letterbox.com forward slash Desi is dead. That's D E D, and um, you can check out some of my reviews on um, recent stuff like Loki and Fear Street you know we can finally talk about fucking Fear Street now that we don't have Ray here and then that's cr- true cr- we <laughs> there we, here we go <laughs> it just really popped in my I'm like here's the list of reviews that I did and then boom Fear Street <laughs> uh, alright so <laughs> Where did, where, let me find my fucking review. God damn it. Are they not letting me show my review? Oh, I have to log in. God damn it. Uh oh. I logged in on my laptop. Uh, I never logged on my PC. Um, as you guys know, I absolutely loved these movies. And I t- talked about them quite a bit. Got this dude to watch it. Uh, Ray sadly only watched one because he's a bitch. Partially talked about it. Um, so I'm just very excited to talk about the other two movies. Uh, okay, still RIP to oh god, what was her name? Was it Lydia? Lydia? No, the fuck, the. Poor girl that died by bread slicing in the first one. <laughs> oh, 
such a brutal death. That I would put that up there as top horror, one of the top horror, um, not top horror kill. I'm um, so what I'm looking for, creative horror kills. Yeah. Like her name was Kate. Kate. They look like her and Jackie Jude, who's now. Why can't I remember that? I'm tired. Anyway, their deaths hurt me, which I feel is very adequate. Like when someone dies, like I feel you should feel something. Simon, because a lot of them, you know, like even the first girl that died, like you're just like, oh, dang it. I was kind of rude. You almost got away. Like, it was a little twinge, but I was also like, meh, whatever. But, like, there are two deaths. I was like, no. I liked you guys. <laughs> Especially because they get, quote unquote, blamed for yeah. the other deaths in a drug deal gone wrong. So it's like double whammy of, like, bitches, sons of bitches. But, uh, I I'll never forget the blood and the cake icing just flinging off that machine. And brain they matter. Have, they didn't have to go that hard. They didn't have to go that hard. And they did. And they did. <laughs> and let's not forget the brain matter. <laughs> um... One of the things I liked, and they kept that um, that trope, a uh, relatively known actress who just, you know, gets killed at the start of the movie, who's either, who's on the poster, or who's, or who has top billing, but they get chopped off at the start of the fucking movie. And I'm like, alright, we, we, we're back in the 90s where Drew Barrymore... Got got her got a uh, in a way back in horror because I think the last horror movie she did was she was a kid, right? I want to say Firestarter. Am I right? Um, she. I mean, technically, a lot of people didn't see this one. I kind of counted as a horror movie. Could be more thriller based, but she did a movie called Poison Ivy. Okay, where she played a. Psychotic teenager does some murder. Okay. Okay. It's another one you guys could add to the list. Um, we do have a Google Doc, so you could write that out. <laughs> That's just a bonus one. That's fine. <laughs> we'll put it as your bonus ones. Um, <laughs> I think we, we I already touched on we we already talked about part one so we'll talk about part two and three when we get along but to, for a refresher of you this is your first time listening to the Space Oddity Collective podcast this whole entire month is Spooktober month so every episode we're doing this month is horror theme or well, spooky theme not straight full on horror but spooky theme um, so the intros <laughs> this whole entire month is going to be different. Um, we do have some. We're gonna have an alternate episode. Um, we're gonna be talk. I'm gonna be talking about DC Fandom with um, returning guest Dennis Twelve Nineteen, um, Jadobi Siphon. On on an upcoming episode, we're gonna have a new artist talk. The return of artist talks on this podcast feed. 
me and three other artists we're going to be talking about um, representation and history in art what matters more so those are coming soon and we're going to have another docu podcast on streamers and streamers who have low views but that still love the stream and why that matters so we get, that's, a, that's a lot coming down the pipeline for the space I to collect back to our normal scare fest um, I remember talking about Dina was oh my motherfucker at first I legit thought this is one of the, and I like the fact that it was it was I wouldn't say a fake out it's just my dumb male brain I was assuming she was it was a dude that was like on her mind but then it was because oh with the Sam yeah with the Sam you you read equated with I wasn't thinking of Samantha yeah because I was thinking oh it's probably a dude named Samuel or Sammy so yeah when Samantha comes and then for a quick hot second I was on Dina's side I was like yo are you telling me this was like a summer fling for you Sam and then you leave my girl Dina hanging that's fucked up but then we get to the buzz scene and I'm like dumb high schoolers being dumb high schoolers just let it go just let them just let them and then that bus driver has no peripheral vision you do not see this dumb shit going on behind you that bus driver is not paid enough to give a fuck I know (laughs) yeah especially since they're quote unquote the bad side of town I'm just like and then that shit just jumps off I'm like here we go but um, but that aside, I was like at first because I, I remember we was talking this, and you you're one of the things when we was, you was convincing me to watch this. Like this is based off a R.L. Stein story, but it's just rated R. So I'm like, oh, everybody can get it. To which, mm-hmm. to which, like I'm liking when horror movies are now, and this sounds morbid, but it's always people of fucking color. It's always women. Or people doing dumb shit where you can literally like Cabin in the Woods is another rewatch. <laughs> like when Chris yep. Hemsworth said, "We need to split up," and then home dude that everyone loves now, um, Jesse Williams was like, "Yeah, yeah, we should split up." The one dude was like, "No, what? That was a stupid fucking idea." Like, what the? F- we got that moment here, but. They try to make try to make it sense why they should be splitting up, but then my boy Josh, my boy, you, like you did your thing, young man. You did your thing. While Simon did his own thing. Nothing wrong with that. But Simon made a speech, and this is a horror trope that is going to keep on going to the live long day. When you make a speech, we know you're gonna die. And then I just remembered, Kate made a speech as well. And then not only well, five minutes later, bread slicer, cake slicer, cake. She got chopped up. As bread slicer. Bread slicer. So, yeah. But I, I really did like this um, this movie. Um, Where's the actor? Not Ma- not not uh, Mayor Will Good. Where is it? Wow, I did not know that's his actual name. Huh? 
Ashley Zuckerman, who played Nick Good. <laughs> this dude, he's playing a good guy on the CBS show. Like he's like a world adventurer. But here, as soon as I saw him walking up to like Dina and the other kids on the other, like literally separating the town at that football game, I was like, I, you, "You sus, you sus, motherfucker." And they and they let you and they lingered on him enough so you can actually have that feeling that he's sus. Like every scene throughout the first um, first Fear Street is just like you don't trust this motherfucker. And then we get the ending because I don't want to because we already spoiled it once, so we don't just off the off chance this is your first episode, we won't spoil it for you. But we get to part two. Now we will spoil this, so. If this is you, we're going to stop. Thank you for listening to Space Oddity Collective. Uh, all those things I said about five minutes ago, those are coming soon. Like, subscribe. We're on podcasting services around the globe. All right. Fear Street Part 2. It starts off where it ended. Possessed Sam was fucking Dina up. I remember we made a I made a gripe about Josh not listening. But and you correctly, you as always, you corrected my way of thinking. I get it. But Jesus. Um we meet. Um Oh my god, why why did I forget her? Now thank you for giving me whatever you had. Cause now I forgot. Her, her name. Um. Like I'm. I'm who, hold, hold, hold who, on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, come on, you are in this goddamn. Uh, Jillian Jacobs. Okay. I was like, there's few people. Jillian <laughs> <laughs> Jill Jacobs, her Berman. Um, but we meet her when she tells the story. We meet. Um. Ziggy Berman, her kid self, played by Stranger Things actress Sadie Sink. And we're in the 1970s. Um, 1970s. And this is where... Motherfucking camp horror. So this is where we're getting the kids, like adults, getting killed left and right. I, I did have a little bit of problem with this one. I'm like, fuck, this is more graphic than it. Like that that kid dead. Like you dead, boy. You dead dead. Like whew. Um the one surprising thing that threw me off guard, Jordana Sapiro uh Sapiro. Um if y'all don't know who she is, um she had a show on uh, TBS called My Boys. Like she was the only woman in the cast and she works for a sports journalist uh, company. And all her friends are just dudes. And she only has like one female friend. And I, I was... At the time when I was into sports... I'm, I'm still like... Go Dodgers. Beat the fucking Atlanta Braves. But um... I was like... I was like Where has she been? And then all of a sudden... She plays the camp um, nurse. Very creepily I might add. But her story unfolds when you get through this. And I'm just like, this movie right here, this part two, I like part two than part one. 
because we get so much exposition why I don't like the um, the sheriff in this one. Um, Ty Simpkins. I did not know that's his sister who plays Alice, the kid from um, Iron Man 3. Well, this motherfucker's 18 now. Um, the young man from Iron Man 3, his sister is Alice, who um, goes down in the tunnels with uh, Cindy Berman. And then we find out the mystery of um, the curse. So for you, Benny, going well, into part two. A little bit more, but... What was that? Surprise! She didn't start the curse. Damn. <laughs> My headset went out, and when you were surprised, it jumped, the fucking sound jumped. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah, that's what happened to my ears right now. Um. So, yeah, get the whole fun backstory of camp. Uh, learn a bit more about even the previous murderers. Um, find out a bit more about just exactly how the curse works. Um, and then at the end of it, we go back to the very beginning. Yield 1666. And we find out the truth of what happened. Um... Which, I mean, I knew from reading the books that mm -hmm. the good family was not good. <gasps> um, but it. I don't have a rim, I don't have a rim, sh rim shot, but uh, no. bite soundbite for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I have this one. Comes to the light of day. wonderful um but you know kids gonna be kids no matter what century uh they still like to party and do illicit drugs and then they get in trouble for it and then the claims of witchcraft and misery start spreading around the town um and then more kids are murdered there we go because i'm just gonna kill i'm just gonna kill so many kids in this movie series <laughs> and um uh then they they blame it on poor Sarah. Yeah. When in fact this shithead was his name Nicholas? Was it Nicholas Good or I think it was something else. I can't remember. But the OG Good um did a little pact with the devil. A couple of sacrifices here and there keeps his family in good standing. And they carry that on generation to generation. And that's why you find out that, you know, Sunnyside. There we go. Thank you. Sunnyside and Shadyside are the way they are because of the curse. Um, and then they have their fun, like, Stranger Things type moment to outwit um, Sheriff Good to get the killers that are coming back from the dead to murder all these uh, kids to kill him instead which so close to working would have been a good would have been a good plan um but plans never work in any fucking movie rarely um unless you're the I don't know oceans team 
But um, yeah, solid, solid things, and I uh, get to see uh, Sheriff Good get his ass kicked by a teenager. So <laughs> that's always fun. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was more because it was because of the subject matter through three. I mean, cause I was more angry. I finally got why Ziggy and Dina was like. I always felt like when Ziggy, I always felt like Ziggy Miss came in contact with like not only because of the town curse, but I always felt like she probably came in contact with it like how Dina came in contact like she was always angry about how the town how different the towns were but then she came in contact with um with where where, where the f- I have the name the real Sarah Fear like when it came in contact to that burial site I always felt like that's why they they had so much anger over the, the town differences and why nobody just don't believe the, the town curse and then when the real Sarah Fear came out and not only Dina, Dina kicking um, Sheriff Good's ass, but then also the the ghost of Sarah Fear was like, "Oh, I'm coming after you, motherfucker!" Yep, all these what? what? Sorry, I'm I'm tired. I'm trying to process what you're saying. I'm sorry. I don't understand. I don't mind repeating myself because I'm getting hyped. So, I said, I felt like Dina and Dina in 94 and Ziggy in 74, when they, if, when they came in contact with the burial site of Sarah Fear, I felt like the essence of Sarah Fear, like somehow latched onto them so they was justified in their anger or why the town don't believe in the curse if that makes sense oh okay okay yeah because that was like the whole i guess you could say counter curse that seraphir did because nick was the one that was doing the bad stuff she's like i'm gonna follow you no matter what so like every time these killings happened mm-hmm. like well, we can't say, like, every time, but, like, in the 70s and in the 90s, there was someone that was in the proximity of Sarah's grave, mm. which is what would set off the nosebleeds and kind of those flashes of the stuff. Like, that's her trying to be, like, her warning to them of what's about to come. And that's why Dude Bro was like, you have to kill Sam, because Sam's the one that stumbled across <laughs> her body and got the flashes, you know? Like, yeah. actually touched her body. So that's why she had to go. And then when he was like, well, I could just put her name on the fucking wall and turn her into a murderer now. Like, that was silly. The curses were sort of tied. The curse and counter curse. I mean... I don't know if we can't want to call it a counter curse, but like <sighs> protection curse, whatever. Yeah. To try and stop the original curse. But I, I'm I'm bleh. 
Seventy, God damn it, 66, 1666, that was what I was going to say when we were talking about it. I was more angry with that one because I was like, maybe because I'm so used to, and I get it, this is that era, people who are uberly fucking religious will say, it's the devil why she likes another woman. And I'm like, I'm, my, my mindset of today Shitting on a movie that's set in the nineteen in sixteen sixty six sixteen hundreds. It's like Des, this is a movie. This is a movie. Stop. I, I get it. I get it. Alright. I just want them I was like by this point I'm like, alright, I want this curse to happen and let everybody die. <laughs> Cause this I'm like What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like a movie, a horror movie never got me feeling like, all right, now I want everyone to die. This is this is a first. <laughs> I'm like, this is a first. I was like, I want, I'm, I'm literally over here rooting, rooting, like, let's do this. And when they find, when we finally get back to our time, well, not our time, 1994, and this plan, they get their plan is going ahead. I'm like, ooh, they're gonna sick the, these monsters on Sheriff Good. Let's do it. Didn't trust this motherfucker one bit. And now that we was in the 1600s, what his family did? Yep, killed this motherfucker. But then, I know I'm jumping ahead, but like every R.L. Stein, and I'm pretty, I'm surprised they kept it in there. Like every R.L. Stein book, nothing just completely ends. They left the book there in the basement of the mall. Some unknown person picks up the book and runs. And I'm like, I get it. It has happened before in Night of the Limby Dummy. Someone found the fucking dummy. Why would you do that? Um, there was one, the cursed mask. They hid the mask and someone ba- unburies it, takes it. So I'm like, all right, that's a that is a R.L. Stein R.L. Stein trope that is continuing on in a rated R movie, so which I do like. But then after you telling me this, and then me reading about it, and then seeing this start to finish, I legit want to see some R.L. Stein adapted stories turn into rated R movies on this level, though. Yeah, I think this was a really good quality adaptation where just everything fit like it was made you could tell they were sort of made together like all the little bits and pieces Mm -hmm. like just all fit together like one beautiful puzzle and it made me care about actually care about these characters like I always felt like Lizzie not Lizzie her name her Kate and Kate and um, the other dude I felt it was killed too early. But I get that they needed to be gone. So, in a way, Dina and Josh can grow. In a way. As characters for the movie. So, like, their deaths mean something. Like, Cindy needed to die. Like, I felt like... You could just, like... Cindy died. I don't think they were fridged. No, I was not saying it was fridged. I was like, 
Well, you said that they died for their I, character growth. Yeah, but you just said that. I I know, but I'm trying to I'm trying to clarify. So in, in my way of thinking, it means make more sense. You know how when you watch a horror movie, there's like one or two things you felt like this could be done differently. But then when you rewatch the movie numerous of times, you'd be like, okay, I can see why they needed to fucking die. Like, I feel like I need to watch Fear Street again to be like, okay, this is why they needed to die. I still feel like maybe we could, if we would have gotten to like, if the if Simon would have died in part one, I would be fine. Let Kate, uh, if Kate died in part three, that would be. I felt that would have been narratively better because if you like, to me in my head, I felt that would be better. But mm. I'm like, let these characters grow a little bit, then kill them. But that's just that's just me. It's just me. Um, and then just some some just some fucked up deaths that I I'm, 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 um know some some tropes that they really piss me off that's still being used but i can i see the social commentary they put in within this movie like the only black dude black black dude sorry josh who gets um stereotype um stereotyped oh he's a thief because he was there like oh he must have been the killer because he didn't get killed like everyone else no the nigga just know when to run <laughs> damn it that was my one i was trying not to <sighs> You know how you, you want to say a word, but you try you force yourself not to say the word, and you actually said the word. Uh-huh. That's me right now. When the only brother, <laughs> like, he was smart. He was not. He, I mean, if I was in that predicament, I would call the cops like he did, and I'm getting out. I'm not going to pull out Drew Barrymore, stay on the phone with Ghostface. No, I'll be like, oh, nope, hang up. 911, locking all the doors. I'm going to stay right here with a baseball bat. Let's go, motherfucker. Come in here. Pick the wrong house today. Well, ooh, let's talk about Scream next episode. Okay. I have opinions. I just rewatched it. <laughs> I have opinions. Okay. I, I... All right, well. Halloween. All right, before we go. Fear Street, part one, two, three. Watch it. I'm affirming for a person who's not big on horror. Watch them. They're good. Great music in these movies. And, and yeah, they're, they're fucking good. And I want Nine of the Living Dummy as an R.L. Stein movie turn rated R. That would be pretty terrifying. It would be t- pretty terrifying. Or, or the one... Where the kids are being chased by these vampires. And then when you find out the kids' parents are werewolves. And they massacre that vampire at the end, at the end of that short. Mm. And then they tell the friend. The only friend who was like, you don't have nothing to worry about. You're fine. You, you, you t- you're, you're linked to our daughter. You're fine. And you, just has, you just have to sit there going. <laughs> yeah, bro. I feel you. You. you they could just flip the script on you anytime. That could be a good rated R movie. Like, a, just like, really turn, like, make you, like. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to rewatch that, that short. That will be my video game. That movie pitch. 
for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need. Could also redo that one. What was that creepy one where that girl had the mask stuck on her face? Yeah. That's. Mm, I. Let me flick for it. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. I just remember how terrifying it was. A fucking mask. I'm sure if I looked at it now, I'd be like, oh, it's not as terrifying, but it's a child. It's pretty horrifying. The Haunted Mask. There we go. That's what it's basically called. <laughs> the Haunted Mask. Uh, okay. Who was in it? They, they're sort of... Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay. 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 <laughs> Snap! <laughs> just, ooh. I'm, I'm just shot you down, bang bang. <laughs> just, oh my god! I have another one. What? <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Jeff forgot oh, you hit me so hard I gotta fatality <laughs> well I think we were gonna talk about scary Doctor Who episodes but do we have no, time for that no I was gonna rant and rave about stupid decision in horror movies well no we have time because we, we normally cap off like an hour 20 we only had an hour 8 minutes so, let me just rant this one little thing before we get to Doctor Who. Okay. Do you need me to have you on a timer? No, we're not on a timer. Just... The Friday the 13th remake. That had Jared Pellet, supernatural, former supernatural actor, Jared Pellerecki playing the iconic Friday the 13th character who comes saves the day, whatever the fuck his name was. <sighs> this one brother was whooping... Nobody. Nobody came to save the day in the first Friday the Thirteenth. Not the first one. Whatever, whatever they cared. Tommy, whatever. whatever. Besides the point, this one black dude in the remake was whooping Jason's ass, and when Mimi, and still to this day, I'm angry. And I just rewatched it again. That's the third movie I recently rewatched. But out of Friday, out of Thirteen Ghosts, and House on Haunted Hill, and Ghost of Mars. Reason why I'm more pissed off Friday the 13th remake. This motherfucker runs past the axe twice. Once before he goes, fucks up Jason, and then the second time running away from him. What Jason does, he pops up, walks, stops, looks down, takes the axe, and then the dude is walking, running a straight beeline shot. He doesn't zigzag, he doesn't turn, no. Jason picks up the axe, chucks it like a tomahawk, gets the brother in his back, then dismembers the brother. <laughs> I genuinely do not remember the remake at all. Like, you see, the reason why, and Daniel Day Kim talked about um, people of color being killed, like either first or in stupid ways in horror movies, and I agree with him. Like, it makes no if you giving this per it's like in the 90s i get it it's buster rhymes 
and it's LL Cool J. You put them in these situations, and they're they don't they don't die. But somehow, when we get to the two thousands, it don't matter who you are. We're putting you in a dumb situation where you could have easily made it out of that dumb situation, but no. We're going to let this individual, sorry to say it, this white individual make it out. But you, since there's maybe five minorities in this one movie, we're going to let maybe one or two of you live. But three of the five are going to get killed horrifically. Yeah. And then majority of the, of the three, one of the three will get killed Brutally, and then the other one would get killed in a, in a situation. Where you'd be like, wait a minute, that don't make no sense. That that horror logic don't make no sense. Like, all my ups in Scream Two. No one is gonna put their ear on a fucking toilet in a men's bathroom, no less, in a movie theater. On a stall to hear someone fucking. No one is in their right mind is doing that. No matter the minority, what the color of race. That is stupid. Two. They made a point without the Jada Pick part. Jada Pick at the part though. People are too fucking stupid to realize something is going on, so they're gonna think it's part of the act. That is actually makes some sense. But the Omar Epps part, which yeah. is which. And then recent Friday the 13th one. That makes no sense. And then also my homie from The Good Place, who's in Midsummer. Um, here's Doctor Who. Whipping it a little worry. I'm 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 done. Oh jeez. Okay. Okay. I was seeing red. I was, I was gonna say his his death made a lot of sense in that movie. I, look, I'm gonna alright, I'm just gonna say this. If offered a trip to Norway and I don't know the itinerary, I ain't going. You telling me this is some festival that's done every uh, every other century. I don't care. I ain't going. I might end up like Will Poulter. Fuck that. No. <laughs> okay. Doctor. Okay. I'll just move on. <laughs> Um, alright, so, hopefully, everyone knows, uh, and loves Doctor Who, uh, if you don't, totally fine, um, not everyone's cup of tea, but, uh, generally, Doctor Who episodes are more of the adventurous, fun, uh, out there episodes of just cosmic chaos, um, every now and then, though. There's some, there's some creepy shit mm-hmm. out there, or even in here in our planet. Um, so in no particular order, uh, just some of the ones I thought were uh, particularly creepy. I'm gonna start it off with sort of. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be that fucking long. My bad. Hmm. Uh-huh. Um. Gonna start it out with, uh, Blink. Because I, me personally, it is the, 
uh, one and only uh, Doctor Who episode with the uh, Weeping Angels that is genuinely terrifying because Stephen Moffat can't leave well enough alone and he has to ruin things. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Uh, so that one was just pretty creepy with the because it's always just you know like the statues that are like not moving so like you kind of cut away or if like someone crosses like the periphery of them and then when they move they're like in a different position and you're just like oh creepy scary um we'll also get another Stephen Moffat episode out of the way and that's the science of the library two-parter episode I thought was really good because it's it's spooky, creepy, also just sad. And um, now the phrase, hey, who turned out the lights, is just somehow so terrifying. Like, just... That episode... You say that, you say that out of context to, so like, anybody that's not a Whovian, they're going to be like, what? But you say that to a Whovian, they're going to be like, oh, shit, who has two shadows? Like... <laughs> Um, you gonna fuck him up. You gonna fuck him up. <laughs> that episode. Now that you explained it, that episode I do remember, and I'm like, ooh. But then also piggyback that. It's, it's, I feel it's a good double watch. Watch that ep- library episode, of Doctor um, Doctor Who, but also the library episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender, the cartoon. Mm. Mm-hmm. That library episode where that owl, the fucking owl, yep, who wanted to keep Aang. Do not piss off the owl librarian, people. I was like, that. this episode turned into a horror episode real quick. Yeah. But yeah. Who? Um. Just. Whew, um. I also. Oh. Another good one. Um. That I think is really creepy is The Waters of Mars. Um, it's got baby Gemma Chan in it, and it's, like, the water on Mars, uh, that they were, like, filtering or whatever is infected with something, and if they touch it, then they fucking infect you. It's a whole, like, creepy thing where they can, like, slip through the cracks or, like, try and break through. Um, it's honestly, I think one of the last few episodes of David Tennant's run and it's so good because like he so rarely tapped into the anger um but like there's a moment in this episode where he kind of taps into like that angry like fucking time lord shit where he's like, I am the lord of time, motherfuckers. And it's just like, oh, it's so good, but like creepy to see because you're like, no, sweet baby 10, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, I totally fucking forgot she was in that episode. That in yeah. That short. Yeah. She was in that one. And then um, she also had like that bit part in that one not great Sherlock episode um what was it called um 
I've already blanked on it. But anyway, Gemma Chan, she's got geek cred. Uh, and then another, like, this is also one of my favorite episodes. And I feel bad because I'm kind of giving you a lot of 10. <laughs> there was some, like, creepy stuff with nine. Um, like, fucking Empty Child was pretty creepy. The whole Are You My Mummy thing. Are you my mummy? Very terrifying. But, like, Midnight is so terrifying because it's a very human story. Like, it's humans panicking. It's humans that are kind of, like, the bad ones because it shows how easy it is to fall to like that mob mentality type thing mm. and how quickly you can all turn on each other and obviously if anyone starts repeating words you say fucking run just just run just run don't don't keep repeating things back to them don't keep asking them questions don't be like the doctor just fucking run just fucking run if you can it's so scary it's oh creepy oh it has baby merlin dude i don't remember his name he just went on to star in that tv show merlin oh, i never seen merlin no it's fine got a good devoted fan base but um those are just a few of the ones just off the top of my head with creepy ones I was trying to think of some with like Capaldi or even Matt Smith and I'm sure there are some out there but I was like I think the closest I came with Capaldi was like that one planet with um, Bill with the emoji robots where he had to like smile. Wait, what? I, I've not seen any of Capaldi's run because um, what's her character? What's her name? His um, companion at the start? Uh, it was um, what's her face from uh, Clara? Yeah, Clara. I, yeah. I, she was she carried over from Matt Smith. I did like I thought she was fine during the Matt Smith run towards his oh. Matt Smith's run. I just, oh no, no, yeah. Her as a character was uh terrible. I feel really bad for the actress because she did give it her all, but like again, Stephen Moffat sucks at writing women and he had no idea what to do with fucking Claire Oswald. Oswin? Oswald. Claire Oswald? Oswin. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. No. I get that. But, like, definitely watch, like, the Bill Potts run. That one was good. She was... She was actually really good. And I'm just wondering if, because, like, um, she was a, a lesbian. But, like, I'm assuming just Stephen Moffat wrote her as a man and that's probably why it's like, oh, she's cool. Well, um, his um, uh, Capaldi's second companion? Yeah. Bill Potts. Is that the, um, cause I, I, 
And I only say that I think he wrote Bill Potts as a man because he's like, oh, a lesbian loves women. So, like, oh, it must be the same as man. Because, like, in the first episode you meet Bill Potts, she tells the story about this girl she has a crush on. And it was when she was working in the kitchen line, so she always gave her extra um, prize. And then she found, like, she kept doing that every time because she just didn't have the courage to... Uh, talk to her or be like haha you're cute and then she um finds like she doesn't have the crush on the girl anymore because then she realized like she'd been giving her so many chips that she made her fat she literally says the line i fatted her and i'm like mm, pretty sure <laughs> mm, pretty pretty sure it's not how Bruh. Any lesbian would talk, but whatever. It's fine. S seriously. Fucking Moffat. Goddamn fucking Moffat. The, <sighs> the, it's mm. fine. It's fine. I, I don't know if I want to watch. Um, um, you know what? This is going to save me. It's Thank not. You. Thank you for listening to this episode of our third spooky episode of Space Audio Collective. Um, fuck you, Stephen Moffat. <laughs> I, I, I have no, I have no <laughs> wanting to watch Doctor Who anymore. I'll go straight to Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> I do not want to watch Capaldi's run. I, I'm just gonna. Go from 9, 10, 11, skip over Capaldi, go straight to... Uh, <laughs> See, and then I feel like, because I'm like, no, but Capaldi's so good. Even when he has, like, shit lines. Like, I it's like so Peter hard. Capaldi. That's why it's like, it's that love-hate relationship, because I'm just like, man, Peter Capaldi, he's great. And there are good moments, but there are also some, like, very bad moments. And that's why, again, it's just, it's a love-hate relationship. It's complicated, and it's, it's just, it is what it is. You know, sometimes the things you love aren't that great. And that's fine, because that's everyone. We're all not that great. We all got fucking flaws. Oh my god. I have no idea where I was going with this, so I'm just gonna stop talking now. Shake, roll, and roll. <laughs> I'm very tired. Um, but thank you for making our first two episodes a success. Um, a, a, a friend asks, why is it called Spooktober 2 Back for Revengeance? <laughs> I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> Spooktober 3. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I don't know. There we go. Silence. Spooktober 3. Silence. Strikes back. Silence strikes back. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this been whatever the fuck it was. Thank you for listening. I'm going to have to go look in the mirror and see if I have fucking, like, counter marks on my skin <laughs> till episode 4 the final <laughs> until episode 4 which is going to be comic books 
And our final episode, you're finally going to get the Beyond Good... Beyond... Okay, I can't talk. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Bye now. Just, just.